the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Truman the Finisher, who is on the line. Good morning, Susie. Good morning, Susie. Good How are morning. you doing this morning? I'm doing well, thank you. How about you? I'm doing well also. Great. So glad to hear that. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, Yvonne. How are you doing this morning? Good. Great, great, great. You have a great day, okay? You too. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning, it's Deborah Evans. Good morning. Good morning, Deborah Evans. How are you this morning? I'm good. I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing well too. And That's your daughter? She's doing really well. Right here, sugar. Put it right here. <laughs> I know that gift. Put it right here. I'll take that. I know. I know. <laughs> okay, you have a good one. You too. Thanks. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning. This is Patricia. Good morning, Patricia. How are you? God bless you. It's a blessed you. beautiful morning. You have a blessed day. Thank you. You too. Thanks. Good morning, Sister Tracy. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Happy Tuesday. That's triumphant Tuesday, Sister Tracy. Yes. Amen. 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 You have a great day. You do the same. Thanks. Anyone else like to say good morning? Do we have any first-time callers? This is Cynthia. 
Good morning, Cynthia. How are you doing this morning? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. That's good. You have a great day. Okay, you too. Thanks. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Truman and the Finisher, and I'm your greedy this morning. Anyone else like to say good morning? Who was that? I can only I can barely hear you. Who was that? Good morning. Good morning to you. How are you? Finding yourself. How are you today? I am doing well today. Excellent. Good, good. Nice to hear your voice. Nice to hear your voice. Thanks for calling in this morning. Mm-hmm. You have a great day. You too. Good morning, it's Brother Michael. Good morning, Brother Michael. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing okay today. Thank you. Oh, okay. You have a great day, all right? Be safe. You too as well. Thanks. Anyone else like to say good morning? Okay, I'm going ahead and get started this morning. Before we move forward, we ask you to mute your line so that we can be seen. Check your phone to make sure your phone is on mute. Hello, my name is Trevina DeFinish, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are prayer calls that meet Monday through Saturday starting at 6 a.m. Pacific time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed too. Be sure to continue to join us throughout the month of October, where the monthly theme is Access and Authority. Our wonderful and gifted declares will definitely bless you, and you do not want to miss out on what God has got in store for you. There is two announcements today. First, please join us for TNT Bible Study with Pastor LaBelle Jones tonight right here on this call from 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific time. Next, we encourage you to partner with Declare Victory and give an effort to share the gospel, both locally and abroad. You can do so by visiting declarevictory.org, paypal.me, forward slash declarevictory, or cash app, dollar sign, I declare victory. We pray many blessings by Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. There is no prayer request from the app. The order of the call is Prayer and Corporate Praise, Geraldine, Declaration, Elizabeth Hudson. Then we go right into closing comments, hosted by Declare. I repeat, Prayer and Corporate Praise, Geraldine, Declaration, Elizabeth Hudson. Then we go right into closing comments, hosted by Declare, Elizabeth. The scripture for today is John 14, 6. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and the doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask you to put your phones on mute until the instructor come off mute. I now pass the call over to the prayer warrior, Jaredine. Have a blessed and safe, wonderful day, everyone. Good morning and praise the Lord on this morning. Thank you, Heavenly Father, 
We come to you this morning, Heavenly Father, just want to give a praise out. We always are shouting out for each other, a shout out. But on this morning, we just want to say hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah on this morning, God. We thank you for rising us up, God, on our feet. And some of us are preparing for work on this morning. Father God, I'm asking that you come in and sup with us on this morning. Father God, I just want to thank you. I just want to praise you. I just want to give you glory on this morning. So, Father, here we are. Father God, we thank you right now. Even though there was no request, a prayer. Father God, our natural instinct tells us that there is people that need prayer. Father, I just want to be reminded of those that have made requests, even my own family on this morning, in the loss of my uncle. Uh, Father, I thank you for the 89 years that you gave him. I thank you, Father God, that you keep doing great things. And then I also want to put my brother Sidney uh, out on this list. And Father God, who was suffering from kidney uh, issues, and Father, he had to have surgery on his uh, kidneys. But God, I know that you are Jehovah Rapha. You are the God that healeth thee. Father God, we have those that are unspoken requests on this morning. Someone had a prayer request, but this didn't know how to get it into the throne room of grace. Here is the time, God, we open the floor and we say, Father, come and bless those that did not, when was not able to come in on this morning. There's someone did not wake up on this morning. They missed the call to wake up. And so, Father, we thank you that as our alarm clocks were going off and as you who uh, have the clarion call on this morning to rise up and go and call and repent on this morning, it is time for repentance to take place, God. Uh, I'm praying for an influx on this morning, God. I'm praying for an infilling on this morning, God. I'm praying for those that have walked out of the ark of safety, God, on this morning, Heavenly Father, we just want to give you glory. Hallelujah. There's no one like you. Hallelujah. God, I just thank you right now. For someone on this morning did not have a place to sleep on last night. Father, I'm asking that you're looking on the homeless all over this nation. Everywhere you go, there's tents and God, I realize uh, there is a significant other tent being pitched. Uh, but God, there's a lot of people that don't have the proper nourishment on this morning, God. I'm asking you that on this morning that you will begin to fill our bellies, God. Uh, fill our cups, oh God, till they overflow. Uh, Father, we thank you on this morning, God. Uh, we're crying out uh, for the less fortunate God. Uh, Father, I'm crying out uh, for the men and the women that are locked behind I think we lost her. 
Amen. Well, let's just continue in prayer. Amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. We thank you, oh God. Hallelujah. Come on, take your phones off mute. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for your love on our Thank no man Thank you for long life, God. Thank you for long life, God. For your wisdom, 
God, send the prophet, God, God, to sit amongst the council, God, in the name of Jesus. Father, we stretch our hands to you today, God, in the name of Jesus. And now, God, we pray, God, for those affected by COVID, God, take the sting out of COVID, God, in the name of Jesus. We decree and declare life now, God, in the name of Jesus, God. We pray for those that are suffering from cancer and diseases and diabetes and hypertension, God, and anything that affects the blood we come against. And now, God, and say, Satan, the Lord rebuke you. And by your strength, God, they are healed, God. We pray now, God, for those that have unknown diagnosis, God. We pray for them now that doctors haven't given it a name, God. They can't find a name, but your word says that there's a name that's above every name, and that is the name of Jesus. So even the unknown name is subject to the name of Jesus, God. And we thank you today, God. We give you praise on today, God. We give you glory today, God. We have an expectation, God, to see your yes. hand, God. Oh, God, we, we thank you, huh? expectation, God. Hallelujah. Come on, prayer warriors, let's begin to pray. You see the enemy tried to come in, but he said, I'll come in and I'll build up a fortress on Glory be to God. Thank you. 
Lady Elizabeth Hudson on this morning as she break bread with us. God, I thank you. Take over and do what you do best, woman of God. Have your way. Oh, God, have your way, God. Thank you, Jesus, on this Hallelujah. Glory to God. We give God praise on this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I sense worship. Hallelujah. On this morning. And now, let we say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. Because of what the Lord has done. For us, and now, let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich, because of what the Lord has done for us. Give thanks. Hallelujah. I hear that in my spirit on this morning just to give God thanks for what he has done. Hallelujah. No matter what we are facing, no matter what we are going through, hallelujah, we give thanks unto God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As we prepare to go into the word of the Lord, I'm going to ask that you would mute your lines again. Um, I know you may have thought you have muted your line, but if you can check one more time that your line is muted and we will go in into this declaration on this morning. I sense that word, that song, just rolling over in my heart. Hallelujah. Let the weak say that they are strong, and let the poor say that they are rich. Amen. It is now the hour, the season to declare our next from our now. Hallelujah. It is time for us to declare our next from our now. Hallelujah. That I am strong. I am weak. Hallelujah, I am the chosen of God. I am the anointed of God. Hallelujah, that it is now time, saints of God, that we begin to open our mouth and declare the word of the Lord concerning us. Hallelujah, put it in your atmosphere. Hallelujah, hallelujah, I am who God says I am. I'm unapologetic about what God says I am, who God says I am, what God said I shall have. I have the favor of God. Hallelujah, and we're going to talk about that on this morning. Hallelujah. We'll give God the glory and the honor on this morning. It is a triumphant Tuesday, and let's get ready to triumph. Amen. I absolutely honor Dion on this morning. Hallelujah. We lift her up on this morning. Um, and, and to you, my brothers and sisters who have joined us on Declare Victory, there is no place like Victorville. Amen. Our theme uh, for this month is Access and Authority access and authority. Um, And as I begin to ponder um, access and authority, um, the Lord took me to, unfortunately, to one of my favorite books in the Bible, which is the book of Esther. The book of Esther, for those of you that are taking notes, I'm going to probably be moving all over uh, that book. Uh, Nevertheless, but I want to um, begin to look at Esther 4. Amen. As we begin to talk about access 
and authority. Um, if there was ever a book, amen, uh, that showed us the power of having access, and then once you gain access, the ability to move into an authority that you did not have before the access. I'm going to ask someone to put their line on mute. I think you probably think you're muted, but you're not. We can hear you. Amen. And so um, in the book of Esther, Esther 4, um, it begins to uh, tell us, um, and, and it begins to tell us about um, one by the name of Esther and who had a relative by the name of Mordecai. Where I want to jump in um, is Esther 4 around verses 15, amen, and I'm going to read it uh, from the Amplified Bible. And the Bible says, then Esther told them to reply to Mordecai. She said, go gather all of the Jews that are present in Susa and observe a fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, nights, or day. I and my maids also will fast in the same way. Then I will go and to see the king without being summoned, which is against the law. But if I perish, I perish. And so Mordecai went away and did exactly as Esther had commanded him. And Mordecai went away and did exactly as Esther commanded him. Amen. If we could talk from the subject on this morning, access to power, access to power, access to power. I want to talk about access to power from the standpoint of the book of Esther alone. Um, According to historians, that Esther is the only book in the Bible that does not mention the name of God. Um, It does not mention the name of God at all, but we do see his character. It does not mention the name of God, but we do see God's character in this particular book. Um, Perhaps um, the name of God is not mentioned because at the time and the setting of this book, the Jews were coming out of uh, Babylonian captivity, um, and so they were now in betwixt and between of going back to Jerusalem to rebuild or to stay where they were and build there. And nevertheless, I want to talk to individuals who feel like I can't hear God. I don't hear God, but I see God in my life. Because there are times um, in our lives that we may not hear him, but we see him. And sometimes when we don't hear him, it causes us uh, to be a little afraid. It causes us to be a little fearful uh, because we can't see him, but yet we see him. I don't hear him, but I, I see him. I don't hear his voice, but I see that he wakes me up daily. I see that he's still providing. I see that he's still making a way. I see that my family is still healthy. I see that I still have a job to clock into. I still have, I still see that he's providing. But sometimes, even with that, I'm a little cautious when I don't hear God, because if you're like me, I live by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God, not only his written word, but his rhema word. Uh, There are times where I'm I'm, I'm so uh, needing to hear the voice of God that if I don't hear him, it causes me to kind of question, to kind of wonder, to kind of flip-flop and flunder uh, throughout my day because I have to hear God. And so can you imagine uh, coming out of captivity, coming out of bondage, and I don't hear 
God. I don't I, I don't hear him like I used to hear him. I don't hear him on the same frequency and, and, and I'm a I'm a little troubled. I don't know if anybody's ever been there that I've been trying to hear from God, but for whatever reason in the season I can't hear from him. And so I stopped by on this triumphant Tuesday to tell somebody that even when you can't hear from him, you still need to look for him. If you can't see, if you can't hear him, you still need to look for him. Because one thing I know about God, he will never leave you and he'll never forsake you. That is his word and that is true. And oftentimes when God is silent, it is called a teachable moment is now upon us. Hallelujah. Because the teachable moment will cause us to incline our ear to heaven uh, in, in a posture that we hadn't been inclining before. It is something to try Try to hear something. Have you ever been trying to hear something? It causes you to reposition yourself. You'll turn your head. You'll you'll cause all the outside noise to to be still. Why? Because you're trying to hear something that is so vital. And it is the same thing that when we are trying to access power, it causes us to incline our ear to hear on a frequency that we wouldn't normally hear on. So here in the scripture and here in the story of Esther. Uh, they don't necessarily have a prophet in the land, but you see a prophetic move that is happening. I'm about to get real happy in here on this morning. You see a prophetic move that is happening amongst the people of God. And the Bible now tells us that God has so in his greatness and in his infinite wisdom that he has positioned a little Jewish girl by the name of Hadessa, but the Bible calls her Esther to now uh, take her rule and her reign in a kingdom. She is selected amongst all women, of all these women, and somehow Esther finds herself in the palace. It's a strategic move by God. And one thing I know is that God is very strategic, that when you deal with and you serve with a strategic God, sometimes it don't make sense what God is doing, but you have to know and with all thy heart that God is a strategic type, type of God, that God is a God of warfare. And so God uses strategic tactics. He'll place you here and you don't understand what's going on, but you have to understand that he sees the boat. Hallelujah. He sees the board. He understands. He made the rules to the game. We just want to allow him to use us as chess pieces in his game. Hallelujah. But here it is, God. Uh, he puts Esther uh, in the kingdom, and he, he understands, and he knows that there is an enemy. Uh, hallelujah. And I come to tell you that anytime God has given you great levels of access, there's always an enemy that wants to deny your access. I come to tell you on this morning that you have access to heaven. You have access to heaven. You have access to God. But you have to know that when you realize the access that you have, you have to also realize that there's an enemy that does not want you to understand and know the level and the amount of access that you have. Because if you ever come to grips and realize that I have great access to God, great access equals great power. Great, the greater the access, the greater the power. So if I was the enemy, I would keep you from understanding your access. I would keep you from going to prayer. I would keep you from reading your word. I would keep you, I would keep your mouth full with negativity that you could not speak the word of God because that's what the enemy does to shut off access. He'll call the world to fall down upon you and cause you to forget that you have a level of access that he does not have. And so the Bible is very clear to us that he puts Esther in this kingdom because he understands that there is an act, there is an enemy that is on the rise uh, by the name 
that, that he has that they have an enemy uh, on the rise, and so this enemy uh, is named is Haman, and you have to understand Haman was an Agagite, and so you have to understand that they have a twofold enemy within one individual. Um, Haman, first of all, he was an Agagite. When you begin to study uh, the Agagites, the Agagites or the king of the Agagite goes way back to the book, amen, of uh, Samuel. Uh, the Bible says that it was King Saul who was to kill the king Agag. But because the king Saul uh, was so full of disobedience and he didn't do the, he did not complete the assignment. Hallelujah. The Bible says that he captured, uh, he captured the Amalekites because the, uh, the King Agag was part of the Amalekites. He captures the Amalekites, but he did not slay the Amalekites. He did not kill all of them as God had told him to do, which leads me to this conclusion is that while he had captured the king and he was going to keep the king alive, that there had to be some others that were um, able to run to safety, that they were able to get away uh, from King Saul and his army. And so that's why the prophet Samuel had to come on the scene and he had to correct the situation. But as you know, like I know, the situation is all out of hand because we now have a, 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 a family member. We have a we have one that comes from the line of the Amalekites. We have specifically, we have one that comes from the line of Agag. And I'm going to make this plain to you because you have to understand your enemies just don't appear. Your enemies are old enemies. Your enemies are enemies that your grandfather and your grandmother and your great-grandfather, your descendants should have fought off. But now here it is in 2020, we have this same enemy. And the Bible tells us that when you look at the beginning, when you begin to look at the Amalekite, the Amalekite is the Jewish or the Israelite people's oldest enemy. When you begin to look at the Amalekites, the Amalekite comes, uh, amen, when you begin to study the historicity of it, and you begin to study the first law of mention of an Amalekite, it comes from it comes from Esau. Remember, Esau uh, was the brother who decided to sell his birthright because he was weary. Uh, and so that's what the Amalekite means. It means weariness. And any time you are getting ready to have access to anything God has promised you, there is a spirit of weariness that will come to try to overtake you. The Amalekite or the spirit of the Amalekite only comes to those who are weary, those who are tired, those who you feel like, you know what, I can't keep going. I I can't. I can't do this anymore. The Amalekite loves to come to target those, mostly women and children, those that are vulnerable. Anytime that you are feeling like you are real vulnerable and you're in a real place and you have uh, forgotten about your access, you can always be assured that the spirit of the Amalekite will come to try you. I hope I'm making sense on this morning. And so here what we have is uh, the spirit of the Amalekite. We now have one by the name of Haman. As he begins to understand that the children of Israel had just coming out of, but had just become coming out of Babylon. They had just come out of bondage. And so yet they're weary with the decision of should I choose to stay in Susa or should I go back to Jerusalem? Anytime you have a decision in front of you, there was always the spirit of the Amalekite that comes to 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 get your focus, that comes to deny your access because I'm weary with the thought of making a decision. And so the Bible understands that the Bible tells us that uh, that Mordecai, who was the relative of Esther, overhears the plot and the plot. 
plan of the enemy. And I come to tell somebody that you may not hear your enemy, but God will always place somebody in your life that can hear when you cannot. Hallelujah. God will always place somebody in your life that can hear. And that's why we have a thing called declare victory, because although you may not hear the enemy, anytime God places a word in the mouth of a declarer to decree into you on every single day that somebody has heard the enemy concerning you. And so here the Bible says that Mordecai overhears Haman tell that, you know what, I'm getting ready to destroy the Jews. Matter of fact, Haman was so bad about it, y'all, that Haman said, I'm going to finance it. And I've come to share with somebody on today, don't you worry about the enemy that seems to be able to finance your troubles. Don't you worry about the enemy that seems like they have more than you and that they they can uh, write you a ticket or they can write you off whenever they want to. Don't you be afraid of the job that feel like they can just get rid of you whenever you want to. God has heard. Hallelujah. God has heard the plot and the plan against you. But I come to tell you that the enemy always has a plot, but God always has a plan. Hallelujah. The enemy may have a plot, but God will always have a plan. And his plan is for you to be prosperous. His plan is for you to be good. His plan is for you to have good rest. And the Bible says that that Mordecai hears the plot of Amos, and he comes to Esther, and he tells her, he says, Esther, he said, this is what is going on. The Bible says that he begins to cry out in front of the in front of the gates. He begins because he can only be access and he can only get so far. So he got as far as he could. Do y'all hear what I'm saying on today? Even with Mordecai's access, he could only get as far as he could. But as when he got to as far as he could, the Bible says that he began to open up his mouth and he began to decree and he began to declare and he began to he began to make all kinds of noise to the point that it got the attention of Esther. And she sent somebody down there and said, ask him what is going on. Why is he out here making all this noise? You have to understand that when you feel like you are at the end of your access point, that you got to open up your mouth until you get somebody's attention in the kingdom. Hallelujah. The Bible says that he begins to open his mouth and he begins to tell Esther, this is what's going on. He said, matter of fact, he said, I need you now to, to, to cause your, your, I need your power to look up, to link up with my power. I need your access. I need you to extend my access. I need you to take what I'm telling you, and I need you to access the king. This is what I need you to understand, that just because you're in the position that you're in does not mean that this thing won't come to you. Hallelujah. He says, I'm telling you what I've heard. My ear is to the streets. I'm going to tell you what's going on. I'm going to tell you what the enemy's plan is for not just you, but for us as a people. He says, this is what I want you to do. He said, I need you to do us a favor, and I need you to go before the king. And she says, wait a minute. You know that's unlawful. You know I can't do this. And he tells her, he says, look, look at here, girl. It sounds like you done got real familiar. You done got real comfortable in the little kingdom. I see you got your little Gucci flip-flops on, and, and you're running around the kingdom as if this is this thing can't come to you. But I come to tell you the danger is, is fastly approaching. And it was something about the conversation that she and Mordecai had that the Bible tells us that she says to them, she says, well, she said, "Well, since you have come and you have you have you have made it very clear to me, and you are at the end of your access, and I'm going to take what you have, and I'm going to go to the king." He says, "This is what I want you to do. I want you to gather all the Jews that are present, and I want you guys to." 
fast for me. He said, I want you guys to fast. Don't eat, don't drink for three days or for three nights. Hallelujah. Can I tell you that consecration is the first step to access Hallelujah. Consecration is your first step to access. Hallelujah, somebody. Consecration, my ability to turn down what I love, my ability to deny my flesh and say for this moment and for this reason, I'm going to consecrate. Hallelujah. I'm going to take off the old. I'm going to pull off all of the day, all of yesterday. God, I'm going to intentionally on purpose begin to seek your faith, God, because I realize that there is an enemy that is trying to cut off my access to the kingdom. I understand that there's an enemy that wants to slam the door in my face. The Bible says that she says, I'm going to fast and I'm going to pray. She said, and guess what? Y'all go back and y'all do the same because me and my maids, we're going to fast the same way. And I come to tell somebody that when you get in trouble, you need to at least have somebody that'll say, I'll come in agreement with you. Hallelujah. We don't hear God, but we see the principles right here that where there are two or three gathered in my name. I will be in the midst. We don't hear God, but we see God. We see God in Mordecai. We see how he's able to see the enemy and begins to tell his people to prepare for what is getting ready to happen. And so they said, we're going to fast. We're going to fast. We're going to seek God. We're going to turn our place down. We understand that they partying over here. We understand that they're doing all this over here, but for this moment and for this time, we're going to fast and we're going to seek God's voice. We're going we're gonna to fast and we're going to seek God's face. Perhaps God will give us an assignment. Perhaps God will give us some instructions. And the Bible says that she tells him this one thing. She says, you know, I'm getting ready to do something. I'm getting ready to access. I'm getting ready to tap an access that I never had before. And it might be um, unlawful because I've never come to the king without being summoned. But, hey, I'll take my chances. And if I perish, I'll perish. And the Bible says that Mordecai, he goes on about his way and he does exactly what Esther tells him to do. And the Bible says that on the third day of the fast, here it is, y'all, Esther put on her royal robes. That that got me, y'all. She put on her royal robes. So in other words, what she did was she took off yesterday. She took off mourning. She took off the sackcloth. She took all of that. And she says, I'm going to change my clothes. And I'm going to go into the presence of the king. I come to tell somebody on this triumph in Tuesday that it is time to change your clothes. It is time to go into the presence of God. It is time to change out of, oh, whoa, it's me. It's time to change out of, I don't think it's going to happen. It's time to change the confession that you have been confessing, but you're now getting ready to get a greater access. And the Bible says that she puts on her royal robes. She puts on the royal robe. She puts on royalty. She puts it on. I come to tell somebody, put it on, baby. Put it on. Hallelujah. Be extra in this season. Put on all of God. Put on the weight of God. Put on the glory of God. Put on the anointing of God. Put on the power of God. Put his word on and go into his presence. And the Bible says that as she stood in the inner court, hallelujah, when we begin to talk about courts, there's always the outer court, the inner court, and the holies of holies. The inner court is the, is, is in, when we begin to look at the courts, the inner court is the place of 
Uh, it is the place of conversation. It's the place of intercession. It's the place of conversation. And the Bible says that when she gets to the inner court of the king's palace, uh, who, um, and it, it, it is, it is as he sits on the throne, the king was sitting on his royal throne, and he was facing the main entrance of the palace, as almost as if he was waiting for something. And the Bible says that when he saw Esther, here it is, y'all, that when he saw Esther the queen standing in the court, she instantly found favor in his sight. Lord Jesus, you mean to tell me that when I get up from 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 the trauma, when I get up from what did not happen, when I get up from woe is me, and I change my clothes and I put on God, I find favor. Oh God, I'm gonna hook this thing up on in a minute. The Bible says that she finds favor. I come to tell somebody that favor is also a weapon. I know we think that praise is the only weapon that we have, but I come to find out in my own life that favor is a weapon. Favor is a superpower. Yes, it is. Favor is a superpower because, see, when you have favor on your life, can't nobody take favor. You can't cut off favor. You can't deny me favor. Favor is more valuable than money. I found out in my life that when I don't have money, I have favor. There's been times that I went to go get something, I didn't have enough money for whatever reason. The person looked at me and said, I don't even know why I'm doing this, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm going to make sure that the price that I give you is what you can afford. That is called favor. I went to purchase a house and I needed fifty thousand dollars and I didn't have it, and they brought the price of the house down. Why? Because I needed favor. There were just some things that when you begin to put on God, God favors you in the midst of a calamity. I come to tell somebody on Triumphant Tuesday that God is getting ready to favor you in the midst of a pandemic. God is getting ready to send favor to your house because you chose to put it on. And the Bible says that she finds favor in the sight. And the king said, he, he, he absolutely said nothing at this point. He just accepted Extended the scepter to her. Come on, somebody. In other words, all Esther had to do was show up. Lord Jesus. Ah, God, I hope somebody caught that. All you have to do is just show up. Half the battle is won when you just show up. Hallelujah. If I begin to look at my favorite boys, it's the lepers in First Kings or Second Kings. The Bible says that all they did was show up. They just showed up in the camp and everything that they needed was already there because when they showed up, God had amplified their footsteps in the, in the ears of their enemies and their enemies fled while they were showing up. I come to tell somebody the same grace is upon you that as you begin to show up, the enemy is going to get nervous and flee and everything that you need is going to be right there. You just got to show up. And I come to tell somebody today that that is another ploy of the enemy is to keep us stuck and stagnant not to show up. Because when we show up, the favor of God shows up with us. But if he can get you locked in your room and stuck in your bed and with the shades down and, and I ain't going nowhere and I ain't answering my phone, you Deny your own self access to power. And so the Bible says that she comes into this court and he looks at her. He says, what is troubling you, Queen Esther? Hallelujah. I come to tell you that God wants to know what is troubling you. God wants to know what is this that has had you up all night. God wants to know on today, what is it that I can do for you? What is it? Well, I see that you put on your royal robes. I see that you have changed your clothes. What is it that is troubling you? What is the 
the problem. He says to her, what is your request? He said, and before you make it, I'm going to tell you now, I'll give it to you. Hallelujah. I come to remind somebody on today that before you open your mouth, God has already granted your request. I come to encourage you to open up your mouth, unlock your lips, unlock your jaws, and begin to open your mouth and tell God all about it. But the Bible says that before she can answer, he tells her that it is granted unto you, even to have of the kingdom. And she says this, she says, if it pleases the king, she says, may Haman, hallelujah, may my enemy come to the banquet that I prepared for him. Hallelujah. See, when you understand that now you got access, you immediately begin to move in power. Honey, if that was a power move like no other, she says, I'm going to invite my enemy to my table. I know some of us saying that God's going to prepare a table before us in the presence of our enemy. That's true. But some of us got enough power that I'm going to invite my enemy to the table. Come on and meet your line. Hallelujah. This is the season for some of us. I don't want you just to sit at the table or to look at the table. I'm going to invite you to my table. I'm going to pull the ultimate power move and invite my enemies to the table. The Bible says that Jesus did it. The Bible says he invited Judas right to the table. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He invited Judas right to the table. Matter of fact, he allowed Judas to dip in the same bowl that he was eating out of. You are bad somebody. You got great power when you can feed your enemy. You got great power when you can look your devil in the eye and feed him because you understand that this is getting ready to be, hallelujah, your last meal. Hallelujah. Some of us need to feed our enemies their last meal. This is the last time you're going to eat at my table because, baby, from here on out, it is curtains for you. It's bye-bye. It's over. Come on. It's over. It's over. And so the Bible says that she invites her enemy to the table. Uh, the scripture goes on to tell us that the first time that they get to the table, uh, the king says to her, well, what is it? Why is it that you've invited me here? Why is it that you've invited me here? And she said, you know what? Matter of fact, I'll tell you if you can bring him back tomorrow. In other words, see, when you fast and you consecrate before God, there's something that happens. There is a there is a discernment that goes off on the inside of you when you are in the midst of your enemy. You'll hear conversations that are not being said. You'll begin to see motives and the intentions of hearts when you learn how to consecrate. Sometimes we're trying to figure people Wow, you ain't got to figure nobody out. Go fast. Go pray, and God will expose their hearts to you. And so the Bible says that she says, oh, okay, can y'all come back tomorrow? Because, see, see, a good sanctified girl, a good somebody that's calling on the name of God, know how to ponder a thing. They know how to move. They know how that, that now ain't the time. So she understood this ain't the, this ain't the time. I'm going to go back, and I'm, gonna, I'm, going to, I'm going to bring what I've seen at this one meeting. I'm going to bring it to God and God give me instruction. She tells the king tomorrow. She said, I promise you tomorrow, if y'all come back tomorrow, I'm going to tell you exactly what I want. And the Bible says on the very next day that he has a signature line, Haman and the king come back to the table. But if you ever look in the book of Esther, when Haman goes back to his family, he begins uh, to boast. He begins to brag to the point, you know, he thinks he got her. He thinks uh, his plan is getting ready to, uh, it's, it's for sure getting ready to uh, 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 come together. Please meet your line. He thinks for sure that his plan is getting ready to come together. See, that's what happens when you have an enemy. Your enemy, he has counted you out. Your enemy will always count you out. He will always feel like he has backed you in the corner. He will always open his mouth, and he will run it. He will spill. He will spill. 
feel the intent of his heart. And the Bible says on the next day that they come to the table, and the king says to her, what is it that I want? What is it that you want from me? And she says in the king's face, this enemy here is coming from my life. She knew how to open her mouth in the presence of God and declare. She now had power, y'all. She now had power. And the Bible says, please mute your line. The Bible says, please mute your line, hun. The Bible says that she begins to tell him, this is what the enemy has desired to do. This is the enemy's position. This is what the enemy, the enemy comes, he wants to, he wants to annihilate my whole family. He wants to annihilate everything about me. And the Bible says the king became furious. He said, who wants to touch my beloved? Hallelujah. You got to understand Jesus is the same way. Who desires to touch my beloved? Touch not my anointed and do my prophet no harm. Who desires to have you? Hallelujah. It is then that the king becomes a strong tower. He becomes a fortress for her. Hallelujah. And the Bible says at the same time that the, the handmaiding or the or the workers for, for Esther came and said, King, I need you to look out. Haman has gallows over there ready to hang Mordecai. You remember Mordecai, the one that saved you? His plan on tomorrow is to hang Mordecai. And the king says, well, this is what you're going to do. You're going to hang Haman on the same gallows that he had prepared for Mordecai. And I come to share with you on this triumph on Tuesday that some of your enemies are getting ready to hang themselves in the same plot, twist, and plan that they had for you. God is going to make sure that they hang themselves. You better know without a shadow of a doubt there are some enemies that you see today that you shall see no more once you understand access to power. Now, here's the power plug, because after Haman and all of his sons were hung on the gallows, the Bible says that that the king gave Mordecai and Esther's Haman's position. He gave not I mean he gave Haman's position, but he gave Esther his property. How oh, good God. If that's not power, I don't know what is. You mean to tell me that God is going to give me the He's going to give me the land of my enemy? He's going to give me the very thing. I'm getting ready to walk on the land of my enemy. I'm getting ready to possess it. I come to tell somebody on this triumph and Tuesday, yes, your access is getting ready to allow you to possess the land of your enemy. It's getting ready to allow you to possess, hallelujah, the areas of which in which that they operated in your life. It's getting ready to be an area for you. You're getting ready to regain ground. That's where I'm going. You're getting ready to regain getting the ground that the enemies that have run ravaged in your life. God is saying today, today is the day that you're going to regain the ground. The Bible says, here it is, that she goes to the king and she says, but there was a decree that went out. And I know that according to the laws that you can't stop a decree, but I know that you can decree something else. Hallelujah. Good God from Zion. I know, God, that you can overturn 
what has been said, the proclamation that has already been out. I come to talk to somebody. You people have declared and decreed things over your life from your past. And when people see you, that's all they see is she was this and she was that. And people always want to dive and play in your past. But I decree and declare that God has decreed a newness about you, that heaven has declared and something new for you, that he has decreed a new name for you. He's decreed a new path of righteousness for you. So no longer are you worried about the old declaration. No longer should you be worried about your old name. Just know that a new declaration has been signed for you. The Bible says that she says that the king tells her, and he tells Mordecai, he says, whatever you decree, I'll sign it. Hallelujah. If you know anything about the history of the kingdom, that any time that the king uh, signs a thing, it is to be so, and it cannot be annulled. It cannot be denied. You can't take it to court because the king in his signet ring has signed it. I come to tell you that God has already re-signed your declaration. He has already re-signed your proclamation. So no matter what has been said about you before, God has already re-legislated. Hallelujah. The power of God has already re-legislated. It is is re-orchestrated everything concerning you. And the Bible says, he told them, whatever you write, put my name on it. Lord Jesus, that's power. Whatever you decree, whatever you declare, put my name on it. In other words, I come in agreement with you. You now have power with the king. Whatever you decree, all you have to do is put my name on it. I come to encourage somebody on this triumphant Tuesday. Whatever it is that you are seeking God for, hallelujah, whatever it is that you are believing God for, if it lines up with his word, put his name on it. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come in agreement with God. Hallelujah. Come in agreement with God, with everything that God has said concerning you, with every move, whatever God has said concerning you, today is the hour on this triumphant Tuesday to come in agreement that God has signed his name on it. God has signed his name on the new lease of my life. Hallelujah. You have to remember God's name is on you, baby. God's name is on you. His hand, his signet ring, his approval is upon you because you have access to him. His hand is upon your life. His hand is upon your life. Be unapologetic. Hallelujah. That the favor of God is upon you. Hallelujah. You may not have the money, but you have favor. Walk in your favor. Lift up your head and walk in your favor, understanding that this favor has given me access. This favor has given me access. This favor has allowed me, hallelujah, the right to come into the presence of God. This favor, this favor has given me power. This access to God gives me power. This access to God, this level of consecration gives me power to make sure that the enemy that I see today, I shall see. No more. I pray on this morning that this declaration has been a blessing to you. I'm going to open up the line for any questions, comments, hallelujah, about how access to power and access to favor will change your generation. Amen and amen. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. God bless you. Thank when you, you said that royalty, 
Yes, that's the name of uh, Bubbly and I's business, Royalty Blings. I said, well, come on through here, dog. Come on, come on, come on. <laughs> so if, if nobody else got it, I did. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Access to power, amen. Good morning, Lady H. Good morning, Lady Bud. Yeah, I try often Tuesday, yes, especially <laughs> on a Tuesday. I am Amen. so grateful that God has signed a new declaration with his signature on it for me, oh God, especially on a Tuesday. So I Amen. thank God for you. Great declaration. Amen. Love you. I love you too, man. Good morning. It's Prosperous Pam. Wonderful declaration this morning. Oh, hey, Prosperous Pam. For God be praised. Amen. Amen. I pray it was a blessing to you. Amen. It was. Amen. God bless. God bless you. Good morning, Saints. This is Leisha. And thank hey, you so much. Hey, Leisha, girl. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. How are you? Good to hear I'm, your voice. I'm, Thank you. I'm so blessed by what you said. Thank you. Amen. To God be praised. Good morning, Good morning it's Brother Cedric on the line. Thank Good you for morning, that wonderful declaration. Yes, Amen. yes, yes. Thank you for that wonderful declaration. Amen. To God be praised. I heard somebody else behind Brother Cedric. It was your sister, Didi. Awesome, awesome, Thanks, awesome. Man. My little grandbaby over here. Um, she almost got through because I was getting so, <laughs> I was getting so full. And then you just really laced that thing when you talked about some of your enemies about to hang themselves. Oh my God, mm-hmm. what's been declared and decreed over you? And he's getting ready to re- sister. Thank you. Yes, thank ma'am. you, thank you, thank you. You're awesome. And I'm gonna just That's say real quick, tell, tell, tell the bishop happy birthday. Okay, I'm going to mute late. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning. I enjoyed your speaking today. I enjoyed it. I understood everything you said, and I liked the part about where you said Esther changed her clothes, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to change my clothes. I mean, you did. Yes. It wonderful. I I enjoyed everything, and I love when somebody speaks and I can um understand it. So what God is doing is He's more and more giving me the understanding of when somebody speak and, and, and speak on the word. Thank you. Amen. To God be praised. Amen. That's right, baby. Go change your clothes, honey. It's a new day. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. Good morning, Miss Yvette. Good morning, Miss Yvette. Good morning. Yes, got to change them clothes. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Good morning, Barbara Adelodi. God bless. It's God Lady bless Elizabeth. You. you are so amazing and awesome. You're another one. When you're on, I just start doing a happy dance because I know you're going to bring it. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> For God be praised. For God be and when praised. I, when I, I had reflecting over my life, it's like when I didn't have money, I had favor. And I have money now and I have favor. Mm-hmm. I'm going to change my clothes. It is all good. I love the Lord, and I love you guys. Thank you. Amen. God bless you. We love you, too. Good 
Good morning. Powerful declaration. It's Monique. Thank you. Hi, Lady Monique. Good morning. To God be praised. I love that quote you said, too, by the way. I think it was the enemy has a plot, but God has a plan. That yes, man. <laughs> love it. Amen. Remember that. Hashtag that today. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Well, before we log off, I just want to open the floor. If there's any testimonies, amen, of God's goodness that you want to share, amen, I'll give you one minute before we say good day and declare today a triumphant Tuesday. Didi, again, real quick, I just wanted you to just, if you could, touch back on that, because you were talking about how some people that may have declared some things about who you were in your past. And so even now, I know me, especially with social media and, you know, we I'm talking about me, past, my past is what it is. I'm not ashamed of it. I did it. But there are some people that that's all they see is who you were. So even though you've grown spiritually and maturation mm-hmm. and all of that, that's why when you said as far as God re, re, rewriting it or reassigning it or whatever, what has been said over you, almost like word curses, I appreciate mm-hmm. that so much because that is mm-hmm. really, I think a lot of times, um, things that have been spoken over you, if you're not careful, that's what you latch on to. And so you're mm-hmm. stuck because that's what, mm-hmm. what, you know what I mean? So I'm just grateful for that part. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm about to be 53 next month. <laughs> and there's still some things that I'm like, oh, but I remember they said this or they said that, you know, mm-hmm. and then growing up in the CME mm-hmm. church, for me especially, being raised by a single mom, it's some things that I didn't realize that I had allowed to be attached, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So I thank mm-hmm. you, sis. Mm-hmm. That was huge mm-hmm. for me. Thank you, and I love Amen. you. Amen. Amen. God, we pray. We have to understand that, um, that I know they're growing up, there's going to be thing that say sticks and stones and break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That is so far from the truth um, because words have power. Um, we said when the, when God created the world, the Bible says in Genesis that he said and he said and he said until he saw what he said. He said, let there be, let there be, let there be, and then what he saw was what he said. So words have a mechanism in them um they have a they have a strength in them to actually transform and to become what is being spoken because we are made in the image of god that when we say a thing it shall be so and so with that being said there are things that have been said throughout um our, our generations and throughout our lives and and depending on where we were and depending on uh, how well our hearts 
worry and how well we receive, how and, and the, our ability to receive a thing, we begin to take that thing on, um, especially women or men who have been in broken relationships. Somebody will say, well, there's nobody going to want you like me, and you'll never find anybody like me. But because of the brokenness of the heart, that thing, that seed was planted, and this person walks away. They're no longer in the abusive relationship, but the work curse is still there. So they go into the next relationship or into the next environment thinking that nobody will ever love them, thinking that nobody will ever, uh, that they don't deserve to be treated better. And although they're in a better place and they look the part, there is still that seed that has been sown in the heart. And it takes the word of God to rewrite, to dig out, to 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 root out uh, those word curses and those negative things and put his word in. He and he renames you and he redeems you. Hallelujah. That's the word that I'm looking for. And he redeems you. And when redemption happened, he redeems your name and everything concerning you. So it it makes whatever that um, was previously there null and void. But it is up to us once we understand that God has decreed new things about us and old things are passed away, that even includes those things. And we have to constantly, continuously live in the newness, in the new uh, declarations concerning us and not the old. Did that make sense? Yes, ma'am. Amen. Could I ask another question? Yes, ma'am. Um, can I use you an example? I'm uh-huh. not sure if you are a, a, a leader, a preacher, or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. But somebody like you, um, if somebody like you, if you was to so because in the Bible it says, um, you know, you how you're supposed to love your sister and brother and you hug them and kiss them and stuff like that. But if you have somebody that that's a leader that's that's way up there that don't want to hug you and don't want to touch you and stuff like that, mm-hmm. what is the what, what what is the problem? Is it something they see on me or? I don't understand. Well, um, uh, it's um, it sounds like there's some more pieces to that, um, and I don't. So I want to. I just want to be clear before I go on that you kind of feel like they don't want to be bothered, or they don't want to touch you, or they don't want to. Um, they don't want to touch them at all. They don't want them. Don't so. Mm-hmm. So for, um, for for me, um, I wouldn't take that on as it's something wrong with me. That's a them issue. Because as leaders, um, uh, as as leaders and representatives of Christ, um, that that to me that sounds a little arrogant, a little haughty. Um, even if there was something. Um, even if there was still something off, we should be walking in a grace and in a power. So I don't want you to take that on. That's an issue for them. And I would highly recommend that you pray for them. And um, right through here, 
um, I, I would love for you not to um, not to take that on and think all leaders are like that and all people um, that have that hold a position or anything like that are like that. We're not. Perhaps we need to pray for that individual because somehow, somewhere, there's some brokenness there. So before you become offended, have some compassion. You, because that's that's a little that's a little weird. I'm just gonna be honest. That's a little weird um, for people to walk around and don't want people to touch them or hug them or anything like that. Um, again, I don't know the, the the total story or whatever the background is, but I would, for your heart's sake, not become offended, but have compassion and say, God, I don't understand why they're like this, but I'm going to pray for them that you show them how this affects people. Okay, that you, you take the high road on this one, okay? Because even though we're leaders, we're still human too. And we don't, we, we don't always dot the I, we don't always cross the T, despite the title. Because if we, we, at the end of the day, we all wake up the same way. We serve the same God. There's no God for you and then a God for us. No, 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 no. We all serve the same God, and we are all to love one another and treat people with respect. But there are moments where some people lose sight of that. So you, in this regard, take the high road to say, I'm going to choose not to be offended because it is a place of a, you could easily be offended. But choose today on this shrine for Tuesday. I'm not going to be offended, but I'm going to pray for them, and I'm going to have compassion on them because I don't know why they're like that. So, um, so I'm going to change my clothes. Change your clothes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Choose not to be offended and love them. <laughs> love them to pieces. Just love them, and what, what it may even surprise you. They may come and hug you. <laughs> uh, okay. Amen. That's a that's a great question. Thank you for sharing. Please mute your line. We can hear you. Good morning, ladies. Husband, how are you today? Good morning. How are you? I'm beautiful. I'm awesome. I'm awesome, and I'm going to invite them to my table. How about that? <laughs> Baby, I'm telling you, this is the time that we need to be pressing and pushing, honey. Uh-huh. Forget Look all the girly stuff. We can't, take, we can't even take the stuff with us no way. Run. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm so excited. As soon as I, my eye open up in the in the night or in the day, I just go right on in. I'm I'm, I'm I'm commanding my space. I'm commanding the atmosphere. I'm commanding it. Because when you know who you are and you know, listen, access has been, been granted. When Christ mm-hmm. left here and he said, it is finished, God bless you, baby. Mm-hmm. Keep on Amen. preaching, girl. You, you knocking it off the walls. <laughs> God, we pray, but you keep praying, honey. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hey, this is Nourishing again. I just wanted to uh, know that when you said favor is a weapon, I post that on Facebook and tag you in it. Glory be to God. Because it <laughs> is our weapon. It ain't fair, mm-hmm. and it's going to get us through whatever we going through. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Yes, favor is a weapon. It's a superpower, honey. 
Lady Hudson, it's Dee Dee real quick. I have to um, get off because mm-hmm. my grandbaby getting ready to do her good singing. But um, just asking for uh, the family to agree with me in prayer. I had already said that my bonus dad, my treasure dad, is in the uh, rehab in Menlo Park. He's 80-something years old, and it's not COVID-related, but mm-hmm. he's lost a significant amount of weight. And I believe mm-hmm. it's because he's depressed, because he can't come home. Mm-hmm. You know, older, elderly can. people, right. they're right. used to certain meals and stuff. So my son took some food that he liked out there, and we're just praying that he'll at least start gaining his weight back and um, mm-hmm. get stronger so he can come back home. So Amen. Just if you, his name is uh, um, Pops White. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Love Pops, you guys. We got you. Hey. Amen. We're praying for Pops, guys. Amen. Is there anybody else has a comment or want to add to the declaration today? Amen. So I do have one prayer request. I'm going to ask that you guys would keep uh, one of my closest friends in prayer. Um, I got a call last night, um, but I believe believe the report of the Lord. Amen. And I just would that you would call. Um, I, I would that you would lift her up, Amen. I don't want to share her name because, um, but just pray for her, um, because I have I have not been given liberty to to share, but just pray for her. God knows exactly, um, He knows exactly uh, what He's doing, Amen. And we just believe that there will be a um. There will be a testimony of victory and glory and healing out of this. Amen. So on this time for Tuesday, as we close out on this Declare Victory, I'm going to pray that we remember our access points, that access gives us uh, uh, the, the favor of God, gives us access to power. And so we want to remember that we have favor with God and that we have access to the throne room. I pray that this declaration has been a blessing to you. And for the rest of the day, the rest of this Tuesday, may you be triumphant. God bless you guys. Love you much. Love you, sis. Blessings. Love, Love you, lady. Have a blessed day, everyone. Love you guys. Have a blessed yeah. day. Bye-bye. Love you. Be blessed. Love you, too. I love you.
true. Praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please, we are declared victory. Walking in the 
God, 